Hello and welcome to Dear Franny. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I'm a recovered lawyer turned love and life coach. And this podcast is the place where I talk all things love and true love from dating and relationships to manifesting a life that you love. Thank you for being here. Hello, happy Friday. If you are celebrating the 4th of July in the US this week, happy Independence Week. I actually had a cool experience. I was in Chicago for 4th of July visiting friends. Actually, on the 4th of July itself, I was transitioning. I was staying with two different friends. And so I'd spent a few days with one friend who was having a girls weekend. So I spent a few days with the girls. And then on the 4th of July, I transitioned to go stay with another friend of mine who lives in Chicago, a dear friend of mine from law school for one night. And in between those two parts of my trip, I went to Soho House in Chicago. And if you're not familiar with Soho House, it's a membership club and they have locations all over. And I just went there because I needed to do just a few things. I I needed to do a little bit of reading, not needed. I wanted to do a little bit of reading. I wanted to do a little bit of writing and just give myself a little decompression time before I I went to see my other friend. And uh, while I was there, I went into the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just had this sense of, wow, that's me. I get to be me. And it was literally... The first time in my life, I looked in the mirror and there was just nothing that I saw about myself that I wanted to change. There was nothing because normally it's like, oh, even if I'm in a great mood, even if I'm feeling, you know, the self-love, even if I think I look great, it's usually like, okay, all right, I look good. Oh, man, I wish that was a little different. But this time it's just like, nope, I don't want anything to be different. And it was such a profound moment for me because, you know, the journey (laughs) to get to that place has been a long one. And, you know, there was a time when I hated looking in the mirror. So to have that feeling just hit me so strongly this week was such a blessing. And I was so grateful. And it really, I'm sharing it with you because it's just something that was very profound. And hopefully if you are on a journey of self-love and self-acceptance and looking in the mirror and loving what you see, hopefully this can inspire you to know that there's always another level because I thought I was doing pretty well with the self-acceptance, but this is definitely another level and it feels so, so good. All right. So that's a little bit of an aside, but what I really wanted to talk about today and I really want to challenge in a loving way, I want to challenge you to articulate articulate, what is your philosophy about romantic relationships? What is your philosophy, your personal philosophy about romantic relationships? So there are lots of different philosophies around relationships. You know, one of the ones that I've heard a lot through the years is, oh, you should be in a relationship with someone who loves you more than you love them. That's a philosophy, Whether you agree with it or not, some people have that approach to relationships and that's what they're looking for. Some people have a philosophy that in a relationship, the person who makes the most money is the one who calls the shots and they're the ones who get to make the major decisions and they're the quote, you know, head of the household. Some people have a relationship philosophy and and I know a couple like this. I mean, I probably know more than one, but this couple has shared this with me that even though, and it's a heterosexual married couple. The wife is the one who works outside of the home. She's the one who is the breadwinner and the husband. He has some sort of like projects that he does, but he doesn't really bring in a lot of money. And even though she's the one who makes the money, 
their philosophy and their agreement and their relationship is that he's the head of the household. So he makes all the major decisions. That's their philosophy of their relationship and how they've agreed to be in relationship with each other. And so there's never a judgment here. I want to be clear. I'm just giving you some different examples to point out how there are really different approaches that people have to romantic love. And I know that for me, I didn't know if you would ask me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, what's your philosophy around romantic relationships? I wouldn't have really been able to articulate anything, I don't think, because I just at that time was just really focused on meeting someone and hoping that when I met someone that everything would work out. So I didn't really have a philosophy. It was more of a it was more of a hoping to get lucky sort of situation. And now my philosophy of romantic relationships is very clear. I really view romantic relationships and all relationships are this, but we're talking about romantic relationships here. I view them as a co-creation and they are a 50-50 co-creation, whether, the, you know, the relationship is uh, one that's really harmonious, whether it's one that's really dysfunctional. The two of you, when you're coming together, you are creating something new. This relationship It has its own energy. It has its own dynamics. And it's something that's totally custom to the two of you. Even if you have familiar repeating relationship dynamics from relationship to relationship, primarily, you know, each relationship is still going to have its own individual character, right? Because you and the person that you're in a relationship with are each unique individuals. There's no one else like you. There's no one else like any other person that you're dating. And so when you come together, you are going to create something new. So given that, I believe that relationships are fundamentally a co-creation. There's a bunch of different sort of beliefs that follow from that philosophy, which is that your relationship can't be happier than you are. So if you are in a place in your life where you are not very happy with yourself, with your life, your relationship can't, quote, make you happy, right? Your partner can't make you happy. Not saying you can't find joy, you can't find solace, you can't find intimacy and connection, even if you're going through a hard time, because that is one of the beauties of a healthy, supportive relationship is that you can carry each other, right? You can really step up for each other. It's not, when I say 50-50, I don't mean in terms of, I don't mean it transactionally, right? I don't mean it in terms of like, well, you know, I'm having a hard time now. And so your hard time is your responsibility. I don't mean it that way. I totally believe that sometimes in relationships, you are going to show up for your partner. You're going to show up 100%, 100% because you're carrying your partner and that's the commitment that you've made. But because I believe that relationships are a co-creation, the way that I have approached my own relationship and the way that I approached dating before I entered into this relationship was really one where I took a lot of responsibility. I took a lot of responsibility for my own choices. I took a lot of responsibility for how I felt. I took a lot of responsibility for how well I communicated with, well, now with my partner and also, you know, when I was dating um, with other people. And so I didn't really have an approach to relationships, which I see very often, which is a little bit of like, all right, well, I'm going to go on dates. I'm going to meet people and I'm just kind of going to sit back and just see like if someone just dazzles me. That's a more passive way of approaching relationships. So I really, again, want to challenge you to articulate what is your relationship philosophy? How do you think that romantic relationships should work? What do you think makes romantic relationships successful? Right. What does that look like? And sometimes you may not really know the answer right away because maybe you've never really seen or experienced a relationship that you could really consider to be a successful one. You haven't had that up close view to it, but you still can start to get information based on what you have explored 
what you have seen and experienced, not explored, experienced yourself, and also what you have seen in other people, because we do learn from other people and we do learn from other people's relationships as well as from our own. So what is that philosophy? And then once you are able to kind of, you know, get a good sense of what that philosophy is, then I want you to ask yourself the question, well, does this philosophy align with my values, right? So is it in alignment with my true values, how I see the world, what I think is most important? So an example for this, again, going back to my own philosophy, where I really believe that relationships are a co-creation, that very much aligns with my values because I really believe that intention is foundational, right? One of my values is intention. So how can I be intentional about the choices that I'm making in my life? I am not someone who I, I used to do this, but I made a choice not to when I decided to really lean into the value of intention. I used to be someone who kind of sailed through life and like, oh, I hope this works out. Hope this works out. Oh, this opportunity is presenting itself. Sure, I'll give that a try. And there was a time for that. There was absolutely a time and a place for that. But there also came a time where I said, okay, wait a second, I need to get more clear here on what it is that I am co-creating, right? And what I'm bringing to the table. And so when I did that, it changed how I dated because now when I was going on dates, I was taking responsibility for showing up in a way where I could actually determine, are we a good fit? Can we communicate? Are we able to build intimacy? Are we able to have connection? Am I able to see you for who you are? Can you see me for who I am? Because I was thinking of the longer term, right? So even on a first date, I was moving into that first date with intention of what are we able to create together? Is it something that feels good? Is it something that feels aligned with my values? So I want you to ask yourself that question in terms of whatever that philosophy, that romantic philosophy is for you. And then I want you to ask the question, is it effective, right? Is it effective? There are so many things that we believe to be true about relationships. And I'll go back to the example of being with someone that, quote, loves you more than you love them, right? I've heard that a number of times, and I'm sure you have too. And it's like, okay, let's just say, again, no judgments. Let's just say that's your philosophy of relationships, is that actually effective? Is it effective in living a fulfilling life? Is it effective in actually having a relationship that feels good to you and to your partner? Is it effective? Is it or isn't it? Again, not a judgment. This is a question for you to ask for yourself. And then the last question that I want you to ask about your relationship philosophy is how does it inform your dating choices? So if you're single, and you believe that I explained how my philosophy, how it informed my dating choices, right? I took a lot of personal responsibility and brought a lot of intention to how I was showing up in dating, right? And so how does your philosophy inform your dating choices? And again, is that effective, right? Is it effective? Is it working? Is it actually yielding you the results that you want? Does it feel good? Is that philosophy outdated? Is it something that you that you took on from someone else, but now that you have had time and experience and growth and, you know, just your own personal maturing, you're like, wait, I'm actually in a different place. That's not actually what I want. I don't think that's effective, right? I don't think that's the path to having a loving, healthy, lasting relationship. So the great thing about asking yourself these questions is that you really empower yourself to make different choices. Because if you recognize, okay, maybe I've had a philosophy around romantic relationships up until now that doesn't really serve me or doesn't serve my highest good 
or maybe doesn't really serve the highest good of the people that I'm even in relationship with, then with total compassionate curiosity, right? So you don't beat yourself up about any choices in the past. That's not helpful. But now you get to decide, well, what do I want my philosophy to be? What do I choose for myself now? And that's how you move into a place of real power, real self-empowerment. And you really do start to harness that power of intention when you don't just default to like the old default setting, but you make a new choice. So if you are able to articulate your philosophy and then when you ask yourself these questions, you think, "Mm, I don't know, maybe this isn't actually um, what I truly believe or how I really want to operate or how what I really actually think leads to long term relationship success and fulfillment, then this amazing that now you know that. So now you have the opportunity to choose differently. And if you find yourself saying, well, actually, I think that my philosophy of relationships is actually very aligned and I feel really good about it, then that's amazing. And, you know, keep going. So I hope that this is helpful. And I hope that when you're kind of doing this exercise, you're able to do it again with a lot of curiosity and no judgment, because romantic relationships, as you might have noticed, they are very triggering of our deepest fears and insecurities. And we get so much programming around what relationships are supposed to look like. We get that from society, from culture, from advertising, from peers, from family, from religion, from so many things, TV, movies. We have all of these social media. We have all of these ideas that are thrown at us. And sometimes we just take all that in and we don't actually stop to think, well, wait a second what do I actually want to believe here? What feels good and what feels actually effective in terms of achieving how I want to feel in a relationship and those long-term relationship goals that you have for yourself. So I hope that this has been helpful. I also want to take a moment to let you know, I have a membership community. It's called the True Love Society. And there is a public, totally free version of the True Love Society that exists on Clubhouse and anyone can join. And you can join us on Mondays. Every Monday, I host a room called Manifestation Monday. It's wonderful on Clubhouse. And there's a link in the show notes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can click on the Clubhouse link and check it out. But I also have the True Love Society that is a private membership community where I work with a small group of women over the course of a year. And I am currently enrolling the second cohort of the True Love Society. And it's starting this month in July. Enrollment is going to close after July. And I can't guarantee when it's going to open again, because it's a year long commitment for for me. And I can't guarantee that I'm going to keep pushing it out and pushing it out and adding another year. So all of this is to say the True Love Society community is one that I really love. And um, I'm so excited because it's only getting better. And in that membership community, we have virtual events on a monthly basis. We have in-person events on a quarterly basis. We have monthly Q&As. There are master classes. Any of the public ticketed workshops that I do are free for my True Love Society members. And there are lots of other perks. And you have the community of each other. We just had our first in-person events here in LA a few weeks ago. We had a great dinner. We had a great sound bath that I facilitated for my community. And I would love for you to be a part of it if this resonates with you. So as I mentioned, enrollment is open right now, only for a few more weeks. So check it out in the show notes. You can also find me on social. I'm at Dear Franny on Instagram, on Twitter, on Spill, on Clubhouse, on Threads. I'm on all the platforms, Facebook. And you can always go to the link in my bio and 
and get some more information about the True Love Society and also in the show notes here. So that's my invitation to you. Would love to see you. And I'm also happy to offer you $100 off your yearly membership with the promo code Dear Franny. So Dear Franny will get you $100 off your one-year membership in the True Love Society. And that is my gift to you as a listener of this podcast and would love to have you. All right. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are in the world. I am sending you so much love and appreciation. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, and thank you so much for rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing it with your friends. I appreciate it so much. All right. Bye now.